When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Aaron Rodgers on November 11th, 2020. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hack has been uh, a really important part of our culture. Hope he doesn't go anywhere. Unless I do. Unless I do. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Terry Bradshaw. ESPN NFL analyst, Louis Riddick. Coming up, Oscar-nominated actor, Stanley Tucci, plus sneaky good games and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Stanley Tucci coming up. Already had a great chat with Lewis Riddick and a great chat with Terry Bradshaw. Um, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your calls here uh, this hour um, in which um, we now... uh, visit the fact that Mike Del Tufo is tapped out <laughs> and Jason Feller is in coming in uh, throwing smoke from the pen good to see you over there Jay hey. Felly and uh, good to see you uh, Chris Brockman how hey. are you sir hey, TJ Jefferson good to see you sir I mean it's good to be seen Rich uh, great uh, top five uh, about championship Sunday Thank this you. is Thank good you. stuff check it all out on our YouTube page youtube.com slash Rich Eisen show so um, when Dan Quinn was out there and about there, the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys this past week, and I said, you know, Cowboys may have to act quickly because if they don't want to lose him, one way to keep him would be make him the head coach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Stephen Jones said, uh, the uh, you know, um, the Cowboys uh, executive saying, no, there's no plans to do anything there. But Jerry didn't come out and say he's our guy. No vote of confidence. Now he's saying it was kind of a part of a plan to get Dan Quinn back. <laughs> it's kind of weird, to be very honest with you. Uh, and Jerry today making all these comments uh, in a uh, in uh, today. Um, is this on his uh, on the radio in in the Metroplex? Yeah, one hundred five three the fan. Okay. And he was asked um, if he had to reassure Mike McCarthy. Once again, how many reassurances does somebody under contract require? <laughs> I don't know. But um, did he need to uh, reassure Mike McCarthy when Sean Payton said he was stepping down in New Orleans? No, I did not. I did not because we're sitting here building together our future. No, uh, but I uh, did. He's well aware of our relationship and long-term friendship with Payton and Sean, and uh, uh, I haven't talked to Sean and and. Uh, not a part of any of the dialogue or any of the decision-making relative to him leaving. But it was never an issue with me, with Mike uh, being the head coach. You've never heard that from me. You've taken the fact that I was sitting there uh, being coy. You've taken that and interpreted, not you, but it was taken as though I were somehow wishy-washy. Uh-uh. Just because you're frustrated doesn't mean that uh, somebody necessarily is going to lose a job. Settle down just a little bit. No, that was added from... <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. Other times. <laughs> and this wasn't a regularly he scheduled just, appearance. You know. so people were tweeting out this morning that 
Jerry called the station and wanted to do a hit this morning. Well, I'm sure he's hearing what's going on. Maybe he's driving around or being driven around or whatever. I don't know. He's hearing it on the radio. Hey, man, the minute Mike McCarthy has uh, an end-of-game snafu or anything like that, it's just going to ratchet up again, and that's the way it goes. But he left. He stuck with uh, Garrett for all those years, you know? Yeah. As somebody who's been viewed as impetuous because he's handling all of the decision-making and he refuses to hand it off to a, one would say, conventional general manager that he ta- he handles the Dallas Cowboys as you would handle your fantasy team. It's just like you own your fantasy team. Do you hand off the drafting of the players or the trading of players or the picking up of players off the waiver wire? Do you hand that to somebody else? Or do you do that for your own fantasy team? I would say 99.9% of you do it for your own fantasy team. So it's his team. He wants to be part of all that stuff. But... It'll it'll come it'll it, you know I I would proffer to say if you put a poll question out there will the Dallas Cowboys win a Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy as their head coach that would be ninety percent no I stand by how would you vote on that poll question TJ <laughs> how would you vote on that poll question <laughs> how do you TJ? think I'm gonna vote <laughs> no how would you vote on that poll question if you if if we did not know. You or we would ask you for your like you could a secret ballot. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm, it, one of, I'm one of these hated cowboy fans. Of course, I'm gonna say yes. I believe we're going to win. Do you really believe that? I I, uh, no, I, I need an answer. Yeah, here because, man, I believe it. I, because if I don't believe it, it's I've not going to happen. The number of times I've been put on the spot on this show after Jim Harbaugh <laughs> lost a big game for the Michigan Wolverines, or Michigan Wolverines lost a big game against a top ranked opponent, or Ohio State a top ranked opponent, or all that, and I had to sit there and go, "Do you think you can actually win a championship with the with Jim Harbaugh?" Every single time. I said yes, and we came the closest we ever have. Mm-hmm. And Josh McDaniels apparently is on his way to interview for the job with the Las Vegas Raiders, which is that. just great. You go, Josh. Take that job. <laughs> take it. I would love it. Take the job. Thumbs up on no. the radio take show. Take the job. And oh, I, I no. am so looking forward to the next two weeks. At some point over the next two weeks, I cannot wait for the Jim Harbaugh press conference there in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where he steps out with the skinny M on his hat and wearing the amazing blue, and he's sitting there behind a microphone, and he's going to take this following approach. This interview, I, I cannot wait. He's going to be He's going to be like, you know, I can't, I'm so excited. I'm so excited, you know, I can't wait, you know, being here in the Michigan Wolverines, we're following up, and, you know, last year, and and he's sitting there with Ward Manuel, the, the AD, and then first question, you know, Jim, all the, the opportunities with the NFL, I mean, that's all we've been hearing about the last few weeks, and they'll be like, what are you talking about? What? He will, what? He will do that. Too. Did you hear that? I didn't say anything about it. Yeah, he will. What do you mean? Huh? What? And it'll be just another one of those awkward question and answer follow-ups, and it'll be just like, so, Jim, do you, are, were you never interested in the NFL? And just... Just staring at space off the side, and then what? just go. I'm, I'm, I'm a Michigan Wolverine coach. head coach. I, I always have been. Like, I'm here to talk about what do you, Spartans. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you, like? What's your? Do you, do you eat chicken? You know, like, I, honestly, I can't wait for that. <laughs> no, but it's got. But until it happens, right. it hasn't happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Until it happens, it hasn't happened. So every single time I hear the Raiders. Raiders. Interviewing another head coach, not named Jim Hart. We haven't heard Jim's even on the list. Like, they announced all these things. You know, I can't wait to see that press conference. I can't, but until it happens, it hasn't happened. In the meantime, 
Answer the question. Yes, Rich, I do. I do believe. Mike McCarthy still being there. You're like, yes, I think this is the right thing. The, the Cowboys know what they're doing. Let's just keep feeding the same system. Yeah. What did you say the percentage would be? 90, yeah. to, 90 to 10. Uh, it's, oh, it's less than that. It's higher. Early than results, 96% no. There you go. 4%. Okay. Well, 96% of the people come clearly on, people. don't know what they're talking about. People, come on, I mean, people. that's let's, obvious. Let's get yes down to milk percent. <laughs> That's fine. Four percent is way is four percent too thick. Please, two percent. Let's get 2%, that percent. Yeah, you guys were praised. Zero zero percent is white water. You know, <laughs> it's powdered milk. White water. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines here uh, on the Rich Eisen show before we get to Stanley Tucci. Here's where we're going to end the show. We're going to end the show with my Super Bowl um, uh, possibilities and uh, sneaky good games. Eight four four two zero four. Rich Todd, New Jersey. Let's take your phone call. What's up, Todd? You there, Todd? Oh, my bad. Uh, hi, Rich. Are you there? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, a fellow Wagner Falcon alumni here. Went to school with your brother. Um, oh, you went to school with my brother, Jeff? I did, yeah. You know, I, I'm, my last name is Todd Rutman. You know me. You went to okay. school with my brother. <laughs> How you been, Todd? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How'd you, like, doing... My, how'd you like my brother's salutatorian speech that day? He, Congratulations. He's the man. He's, he's definitely the man. We were good buddies. He's a big Met fan. Uh, well, Met fan, I think he was, right? He still I, is. Yeah. We're, well, this is about you. Todd, anyway. Todd, as you know, one of the smartest guys in the history of smart guys, my brother. Still, he's still, on, he's uh, still, dude, yes, yeah, right, he did, yeah, he did make the Wheel of Fortune, he, he, he lost, you know, it was definitely a, a tough one for him, a tough loss to take, uh, but smartest guy still has to carve out time on a Sunday to watch the Jets and only the Jets, and it's just oh, like, <laughs> so what's on your mind, Todd, what's well, on your mind? I think uh, we got a root for the Bengals here, Richard, uh, Luana Ruma being the uh, Wagner Falcon graduate 84 with me, um, you know, as D coordinator for the Bengals, even though we think the Chiefs might win, I think we have to try and pull for uh, getting the Wagner Falcons in the Super Bowl, I think. Wait a minute. Are you telling me, are you serious that the, yeah. the D.C. is... You didn't know this? No. Yes, Lou, Lou Anarumo I, I, is the D.C. for the Bengals. He graduated in 84 with me and your brother, and he was the quarterback of the football team. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you knew that. Yes, for, absolutely. Forget about he, that. How about he that? Co- he coached for the Dolphins. You have to get him on. He coached for the Dolphins, the Giants. Um, he just interviewed for the Giants head coaching position. Okay. Um, yeah, look, look it up. He's, was, uh, he, yeah, he graduated with me and your brother, 84. Was he one of the guys who picked me last in gym once? Is that what uh, I don't know about happened? that. I, I, think you were, I think you were a freshman with <laughs> my brother, Seth, actually. I think. Dude, it's unbelievable. I, All right, I did not know that. Yep, okay. You have to look, look that up, man. How you know, about and, uh, that? We'll be thinking about you at the big snowstorm tonight. All right, man. Yeah, you hang in there, batting down the hatches. <laughs> Thank you. Take care, Todd. There you go. There you go. He was also the Blue JV, uh, the JV head coach at your high school, Rich, to to uh, Coach Paterzo and a Syracuse grad assistant in 1990. Yeah, man. Yep. My uh, claim to fame on that Wagner High School football field is when I slipped. Uh, during gym class after it rained broke my wrist um the school principal would not return the phone call of my father who called up joel called up the school principal to ask like what happened right you know as a courtesy because he's an assistant principal at another school in staten island port richmond high school he called the the uh, principal to say what happened principal never returned his call we sued wow negligently wet turf that's my claim to fame on the susan wagner high school turf it was raining yeah it wouldn't be wet I don't know, but it was negligently what? <laughs> you don't mess with Joel Lewis Eisen, sir. <laughs> Stories from my past. Who knew? <laughs> How the hell did we get on I'm that not one? Sure. <laughs>
by the way, I did reach out to Bob Costas. Oh. Um, I texted him. He probably got back to you immediately. And he did not. Oh. How about it, TJ's mom? I wrote, she, did, she did not text back. Uh, okay. Wow. We're still waiting on both of them. And oddly wow. enough, oddly enough TJ's mom is on MLB Network right now. That's strange. <laughs> um, I, I texted Bob Costas. Just talked on the air about this. All of us on the show are wondering how you are. We miss you. Great. Well done. Accurately I haven't uh, heard portraying from, I haven't heard back from him yet. sentiments. Haven't heard back from him yet. Um, Brian in San Antonio has been waiting on a while. What's up, Brian? Hey, Rich. Thanks for taking my call. What's going uh, on? Overtime hotline suggestion. Yes. Um, here it is. Both teams are guaranteed one possession, but mm-hmm. the team that receives the overtime kickoff has got to go for two if they score a touchdown. I, I just I don't uh, like that. I don't like that. Like, you're forcing people to do something the other team doesn't have to do. That's the ultimate in, in not fair. And right now we're talking about it's not fair that the first team has got to, you know, can score a touchdown and end it. Why are we now putting the second team in a position that the first team doesn't have to be in? You know? See what I'm saying? True. I get it. You know what I mean? Like so. Just, adds, just trying to find something to add just a little bit of, <laughs> uh, of risk to, to that coin toss. To, no, to I, I hear you, but it's just like, just play. I think Lewis Riddick kind of said it best, that the Bills screwed it up. The 13 seconds is the, is, is the you know, that's, that's what you sow, and then you reaped it by losing the uh, coin toss. That's, that's, you know, I, I kind of, man, thank you for the call. I don't mean to be just jumping on people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I just jump on him? What does Bryce in Michigan want to talk about? Let's take Bryce. He's been hanging on forever. What's up, Bryce? Hey, Rich. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, big time Michigan fan here, so I love watching your show. And thank you. First of all, I want to say uh, thanks for doing what you're doing. You guys are just amazing. You, you really help me when I'm going through some tough times, and I just want to say thanks for doing what you're doing. and keeping it up but uh i do have some thoughts about overtime if you have a minute go for it yeah so i'm, I'm kind of like how the other guy was thinking but so what i my thought is we do the predetermined coin flip keep everything the same first team that gets the ball goes down scores a touchdown they then need to score a two-point conversion they do that game's over they don't the other team gets the ball they go down score a touchdown then they have to take an extra point and that extra point puts them the point over to win the game. Adds a little bit of a wrinkle, so, you know, if you get the ball second, you have, like, a little bit easier of a time, and, you know, you can go for the risk by taking it first or by getting it first, however we want to do the coin flip. And, uh, you know, but you've got to make that two-point conversion, and the defense still has to stop them. Okay. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Um, everybody's coming up with these ideas, and I'm – I don't like any of them. <laughs> Again, the advantage goes to the second team. I don't team, like right? any of them. I don't like any of them. Yeah. We've come up with the best one. I, nobody's knocked it off the perch yet. The coin toss to start the game determines who gets the ball first in overtime if overtime hits. You want the ball to start the game, you also can get the ball to start overtime. But the other team gets to not only choose which direction they go in to start, there's a heavy wind or something like that, but they get the ball to start the second half and have the advantage while you know there's going to be a halftime to get the ball to start the second half and play it so you can score score right before halftime. But if overtime hits, too bad. The team that started the game gets it. So it's predetermined. There's no more coin flip to start overtime, and then you play a full quarter, full quarter, after which it's sudden death if it's still tied and who decides who gets the ball to start that second overtime well 
whoever got the ball to start the second half in regulation gets to start it in the second half of overtime. That's it. It's the most simple, too. That's it. Out of everything. That's it. There's nothing confusing about it. That's it. So it's a full quarter, and, and, um, and that's it. So even if you do score a touchdown to start it, it being overtime, the other team obviously gets the ball back. And even if they match it, it's not over. It's not sudden death. But you could maybe hold on to the ball and kick a field goal to end it and not give the ball back to somebody else and game's over. Well, then I guess you should have taken the ball to start the game because you didn't get it to start overtime. You know what I'm saying? But that does give the advantage to whoever gets the ball to start the second half because you see how many teams defer right now, right? All of them. I think we got it. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Still here in this hour, I'm going to preview for everyone the four Super Bowl matchups and what they would mean. Can't wait for that. Sneaky good games. Brock, when you got the two championship games, you going to throw any more, anything else That's in it. there? Two championship All right, games. All right, very good. That's how we're rolling into this championship weekend. But when we come back, the great Stanley Tucci. Do not go anywhere. Love this man's work. He's got a new show on AMC Plus called La Fortuna. We'll talk about that and his filmography when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Outfit. Had an opportunity to Zoom with Stanley Tucci. And I said, yes. I said, yes. Love the man's work. He's got a new show coming out. And that's part of the things that we talked about, including a dynamite celebrity, true or false. Joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. Big fan of this man's work. It's a pleasure to chat with with you here. Stanley Tucci, four-time Emmy Award winner, whose new show, La Fortuna is now on AMC Plus with new episodes being released weekly 
on Thursdays. Good to see you, sir. Nice to see you too. Thanks. So let's get just jump uh, straight into this series and uh, what it's about and what you, what you want people to know if they uh, if they are not familiar with this show just yet. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a six part series that's based on uh, sort of based on a true story, but sort of it's kind of loosely based on a true story. Uh, and there was a graphic novel from which it came to um, it uh, about a guy who is a treasure hunter in, in the vein of uh, a sort of contemporary um, Indiana Jones, which is how he sees himself. Towards the end, we realized that maybe that's not really who he is. It's not quite that um, uh, moral. Right. And so uh, how do it's, you... It's basically the story of this, there's this, this gold from this shipwreck, a Spanish ship uh, that, that sank, you know, 500 years ago. And um, uh, he figures out where it is and then is going to keep it. And the Spanish government says, wait a minute, that's ours. Uh, and it becomes this, this, this sort of war between them. Uh, of who's going to be able to keep that gold. And it becomes quite litigious and um, emotional. And so what attracts you to something like this when it's placed in front of you, where you say, okay, I'll, I'll do that? For you. I, I'd never played a character like that. I thought it was really interesting. I thought he was really interesting and he was very complicated. And, and um, he had a lot of good in him, but the circumstances allowed the the not so good in him mm -hmm. to come to the surface. And so do you have uh, like a, an interest in, in real life in, you know, these sorts of, I guess, baubles or trinkets or whatever you're, you're looking for in this. I'm fascinated. Show? Yeah. I'm fascinated by, by, I'm fascinated by archeology span mm -hmm. and I'm fascinated by anything that, um, in fact, well, I live in London, so there's a thing that you do in London or that's, that some of us do, yes. sort of nerdier ones like me. We go mudlarking. And mudlarking is where you walk along the foreshore of the, of the Thames and you find whatever the river decides to, to give you. Or, you know, uh, and it's fascinating because London is so old, founded by the Romans, uh, that people find anything from Roman times to uh, Saxon, uh, Saxon uh, early uh, Viking uh, uh, swords, trinkets, uh, all the way through a Victorian era. Uh, it's it's kind of incredible what you'll end up finding in the Thames. Okay, so you're walking the Thames, and yeah. some. Uh, I guess ancient treasure of some sort will yeah. just be in the mud. Like what have you found? Yeah. Yeah. You find mostly, uh, you find a lot of clay pipes that date from a whole bunch of different eras. Mm -hmm. um, and because clay pipes were basically, they were, they were, they were disposable, right? Like, like a cigarette. Mm -hmm. um, so when they, so they, they, then people use them for, you know, a couple hundred years. So you find, you always find pieces of clay pipe. And you find it even in soil, like the soil that they'll use to fill your garden, your backyard. If you dig in there, you're definitely going to find pieces of uh, tile, crockery, pottery, 
you're going to find definitely pieces of pipe, either the bowl of the pipe or the stem of the pipe. Um, and, you know, you find beautiful glass bottles, you'll find um, uh, belt buckles, you'll find, you know, people find swords, people find everything. Swords? This is yeah, you're ta- I'm talking about like Viking swords. There was just, uh, uh, there was somebody who found a, they believe it was a Viking sword in, in Putney, which is the next, about <laughs> two miles down the road. I, I'm te- it's, it's kind of incredible what, what, they, what they uncover. So what do you if do? You just you call- go on, go, go on the internet. And just look up mudlarking. Okay. And there's and a woman just- named Laura Maiklin, and she um, she's like sort of the 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 queen of the of the mudlarks. She's written a couple of books about it, and it's very beautiful. Her first book is really beautiful. Um, but it's that it's that kind of stuff, the digging back into history that mm-hmm. I find fascinating, and that's one of the reasons why La Fortuna to me was really interesting. So they they found the right four time Emmy Award winning mudlarker for <laughs> for this project. Is that what you're saying, Stanley? Yeah, without question, yeah, I do it. I take my son, my son and I. He's seven. We go down and just down the rivers right here, just half a block away. So we we go down when the tide is low. It's a little stinky. Go figure that. Okay. Well, that's something I did not know, which kind of uh, plays into something that I do here on my show with celebrity guests like yourself is a celebrity true or false, where uh, we see things about your career that's been written and uh, actually place it in front of you to see if you can confirm whether something's true or false, if you don't mind playing along. No, no, yeah, go ahead. Here we go. Here's celebrity true or false with yes, Stanley Tucci. Celebrity true or false. You can't handle the truth. First up, uh, true or false, Stanley Tucci, you were roommates with a certain Irving Rames at SUNY Purchase, and you were the first to start calling him Ving. Is that true or false? Uh, yeah, Yes, I was definitely the first to start calling him Ving, yeah, because I, I didn't understand his, the fact that his name was, it, seemed, it didn't seem to suit him, Yes, the name Irving. And I said, I, and I just started calling him Ving, and he goes, I like that. And so that was that. And that was that. I think he legally changed it. <laughs> so um, did you just move into the dorms and he was there or did you no, know? No, no, no. Or... We were in the same class. At, 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 you know, it was you had companies. The school we went to was SUNY at Purchase, which was a, a conservatory. At, and, and basically you had to audition to get in and they chose a group of 30 people for each year. And you stayed mm-hmm. with those 30 people. There were cuts periodically. So eventually it dwindled down to like, I don't know, maybe 18 people or something like that. Uh, and so he was in the class with me. And so we were together. We were at school for four years together. Right. So then you just were roommates, and now he's known as Ving Rames, and that is cause for you because you were the one who decided to shorten his name. How about yeah. that? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, I know. I know. There you go. Well done, <laughs> sir. Well done. Uh, true or false, your first on-camera job was in a Levi's commercial. Is that true or false? Um, yeah, I think I think that was the first time I was ever on camera. I'm not quite sure. Probably. Okay. Yeah. How? Yeah. Uh, what, what did you do in this commercial? I just walked down the street towards the camera. It was this whole series of commercials that that were done in the '80s for Levi's. They were really great commercials, and and just people. They would just pick people. You know, you'd go in, and they'd say they just talk to you, and then they might call you to be in the commercial and all you did was walk down the street or stand on a street corner or whatever. Did you get to keep they were very pants? hip and cool, all these long lenses and That's you know. a, yeah. Did you get to keep the pants, Stanley? Did you I did they, think did they... I kept the pants? Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Like a, like a certain. Made a few hundred bucks and kept the pants. Very good. And things clearly worked out, which leads to my, and then my next uh, true or false, because it involves Meryl Streep. So clearly right. it, things worked out for you after the Levi's commercial. Um, <laughs> uh, true or false, uh, we already know you're a lifelong foodie. I want to get into that a little bit more. You made Meryl Streep cook with you before shooting Julia and Julia. Is that true or, or false? Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. Just- yeah, because I felt like we needed to be in the kitchen together and we were both busy. And it was it was hard to sort of get everybody's schedule together, and, you know. And then um, I said, well, don't you think we need to just get in the kitchen together just once? Mm-hmm. Just to feel it out. She goes, I go, I don't want to be too methody, you know, but, and she goes, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. So, so we, 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 so we got into the kitchen and we, and we had, well, we just had the best time. What'd you make? Do you remember? Uh, Blanquette de Vaux. We cooked from one of Julia's, from the, the art of French cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and um, we made Blanquette de Vaux, which, you know, like a lot of those recipes is incredibly rich. Uh, and then Meryl made a tart tatin that was really good. Okay. I tried to make some vegetable thing, but it didn't work. Okay. So it was award-winning because she was doing it? Is that basically it? Did she, is she yeah, award-winning yeah. cook just because it's... Yeah. Okay, it yeah. goes without saying. I don't mean to be... You know, she gets every award. Yeah. Pretty much, yes. Uh, true or false, you're John, Kravinsky, uh, John Krasinski's brother-in-law. Is that true or false, Stanley? <laughs> You'll have to ask our wives. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I am, yeah. He's are you aware that like, that shocked everybody when that got on the Instagram? I just, <laughs> are you aware of that? Stanley? Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. If, if I'm married to Emily's sister, then he would be my brother-in-law. <laughs> I mean, it's not that complicated. No, I know that. But I, I it's, I, I, I guess, you know, you, you hear the last names and you don't put two and two together, but it's kind of just, <laughs> what, what, yeah, what they're, is that? They're, they're going to be here. Yeah, they're going to come. They're going to be here. They're going to stay with us for a bit. So that's nice. Yeah, people kind of flipped out about that when they when they kind of <laughs> heard about it. Um, so I guess this makes this next one pretty wild too, because um, the the connection, the through line is Devil Wears Prada. Um, is it true that you joined the cast the weekend before shooting your first day on a Monday? Is that a true story, right there, Stan? Uh, not quite that quick, but yeah, j- just about. I mean, I didn't have fact- a lot of time. Let's put it that way. They were well, already the- filming. Yeah, I mean the the fact that you then you know met your wife through this. I mean that is kind of you know um, kismet, right? That you're that you joined the cast late, and then all of a sudden you had a big you know life moment for yourself. Well, yeah, I did. I mean, I I you know I joined the cast, and I knew Meryl just socially, and then um, we uh, I joined the cast. I didn't know Emily, and Emily and I became friends. And then um, after that, and I was married at the time. My wife was just, my late wife was still alive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Emily and I stayed friends th- th- throughout. And then when I went to Emily's wedding, I met her sister. And we had met once before at the Devil Wears Prada premiere. And then I was coming to England and um, to do Captain America. And I said, well, why don't, you know, let's go out to dinner. So we went out to dinner and then we got married. Not that fast. There you go. And there you go. That is incredible. And then, uh, you know, obviously food is such an important part of, you know, what, how people know you, uh, your series that you have done recently, um, searching for Italy, Stanley Tucci searching for Italy. I, I have to tell you personally, my wife and I 
adore this show. Oh, thank you. Thanks. And um, I'm sure you've heard this a lot that you helped people get through the pandemic something <laughs> like this right like the, i know is that, yeah uh, is that uh, i assume you've heard that a lot i have heard right? that and i'm i'm happy that i could do something because we were all so helpless let's face it the people really were excited uh are were excited about, and are excited about the show and yes it i think it did you know it they could sort of live vicariously through us um and and no, it was nice. I mean, also, we had a captive audience, let's face it. You know, they weren't going anywhere. It felt like we did go somewhere, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That, well, that's what you want. I mean, but maybe if we, if we, if there hadn't been a pandemic, we wouldn't have had as many viewers. But anyway, it worked out. So where where is the best pasta dish in Italy? Stanley no. Tucci. I know no. that. Yeah. No. Can't do that. No, not a question. <laughs> not a question because there's no answer. There is no answer for that. It could be carbonara in Rome. It could be uh, uh, the uh, spaghetti alla zucchini uh, con zucchini alla Nerano at Lo Scoglio. It could be. It could be a million. <laughs> it could be anything. I know. I shouldn't. I should know better than to have asked that question. But I thought maybe. <laughs> Maybe there was an answer. No, that, no answer. Know. Well, I've heard that. I guess that's why there is a season two of the show, right? Coming up. Yes, right? coming out in March. I should because yeah. my wife and I, one of the best pasta dishes we've ever had in Italy. I've been yeah. married uh, eighteen years. Uh, was when we were driving on our honeymoon from Milan down to Rome. Yeah, and we stopped off to you know, fill up with gas at a gas station in, outside of Bologna and found this restaurant called Tre Galetti and mm -hmm. just said, all right, we'll try it. It looked, you know, it was in a strip mall. It was one of the best pasta dishes I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, it, it, there's you know? no telling. It is the weirdest. It is like the weirdest thing in the world. I mean, sometimes you'll get like a great piece of pizza, like like you say, like a gas station in it. <laughs> and you're just like, what? There's nothing or, or a pasta or like you go and there's a little restaurant attached to the gas station and, and you'll have rabbit, you know, and you're like, what? How'd that? What? Oh my gosh. And then of yeah. course you've got taste my life through food, which is a, a, a book that's available now wherever you can get your books. So, um, you know, truly, um, uh, appreciate your time and your work, Stanley Tucci. And then there's La Fortuna, uh, AMC plus where new episodes being released weekly on Thursdays. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks. I'd love to do this. Anytime you want to just shoot the breeze about food or anything going on <laughs> in your career, I barely touched on, on your, your film and television career. So great. Thanks to you, sir. Oh, Appreciate thank you. you so much. And I do hope you get to go to La Scoglio. You know what? Um, I, I've seen the photographs. I, I, I came very close, you know, the whole COVID thing knocked me out, but um, I know I'm so sorry. My wife is determined to go there. And you're going to go, you're going to go there. You're going to go there and you're going to have the best time. Right. And I have to plan. That's like a five hour deal, right? Something like that. Isn't that what the food? No, just the whole experience. You just to hang there. Right. No, well, you no. can stay there. Right. So they there have rooms. They have rooms upstairs and they're really simple. It's nothing fancy at all. But it's just so lovely. And the people are so nice. It is so great. That's what I would do. Stay there for a night or two. It's just There fun. you go.
Done. Thank you, Stanley Tucci. Everybody watch La Fortuna on AMC, AMC Plus. Thanks for joining me here on the show. Thanks a lot. You Ciao. See you later. Ciao. See you later. Tucci. I mean, how great is that guy, man? Love it. What a what a what a career. What a nice man. Uh, fun chat. And that's how Italy does it, man. Gas stations, you can get the greatest pasta or rabbit. Would you try rabbit in an American gas station? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just Volkswagen rabbit gassing up, you know? But Are we an SEC country? I feel like they might do rabbit better than... I don't know. I don't know. That's nice. Okay, very good. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, I'm going to set the stage for you on what is at stake for Super Bowl matchups. You know I'm all into storylines. That's coming up. Chris Brockman, Sneaky Good Games, and more right here on the Friday edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. And by that, I mean if your business needs to upgrade and take a step up, maybe it's because you don't have your eyes on enough. Maybe it's because you don't have the proper visibility. Maybe it's because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. So to see the full picture, just upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle because it is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. So you can have visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow. It's all in one place. That's the key part about this, all in one place. 
Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash rich. Head to netsuite.com slash rich for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash rich. Let's go to uh, Sean in Chico, California. Speaking of the beginning of my career, that's where I used to. Chico, Chico Redding Market is where I got my start. Chico's that's where Bell ESPN Bonds. found me. And also home of Aaron Rodgers. What's going on, Sean? Good morning, Rich. Good morning, TJ. How are you doing? Diehard Dallas up, fan. Bro? How are you doing? Hey, man, I'm waiting for next season. That's what I'm doing. So he's allowed past uh, the ropes if yeah. he's a fellow Cowboy fan. Oh, I'm waiting on him. Okay, very good. You're waiting yeah. on him. Yeah, I got a drink. his drink's already made. <laughs> okay. Just like we're, we're, traffic? What's uh, happening? What's on your mind, Sean? <laughs> well, sir, um, honestly, with all the rumors and stuff like that, I've read a couple of articles about the Dallas thing. This is my dream forecast. Honestly, I say we keep Dan Quinn and make him head coach. And I don't agree with TJ. You got to let McCarthy go. And Rich, this yes. is just a thought. How about Deion Sanders come in, <laughs> or Sean Payton come in? Let's just do this, man. I want to win like two more before I go. And when I mean go, before I go upstairs to the heaven, I'm 53 years old, and we haven't won a darn thing in over 30 years. How do you feel about that, TJ? Rich? Well, say so you said you're 53, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at 53, though, in your lifetime, you've seen four oh, Super Bowls. Oh my gosh. It's been so a all I'm saying is like yeah, a lot of teams. Think how many people like haven't even seen one. So there's yeah, but that. The, the, to, to quote the owner, one of the best sound bites. And thanks for the call, Sean. All right, Sean. One of the best sound bites we've ever gotten here is Jerry Jones at the outset of last year when he joined the show. <laughs> outset prior to last year, and he said that uh, once upon a time, um, he he told the Lord because I asked him what what another championship would mean to him. Because he's got everything now. He's got a bust. He's got it all. He's got a new stadium. He's got it all. Uh, he said that he once upon a time asked the good Lord, you know, that if he would bestow the Cowboys and him with a third mm-hmm. championship, then he wouldn't ask for any more. And now he's looking to redo that deal is what he said. See, that's where he messed up. He should have left that last part out. Should, shouldn't have said, I won't ask for any more. I don't have the patience to jack Very with you today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, this is going to be this is going to be every single time next year when there's something going on with McCarthy, and unfortunately for Mike, any time that they come up with a big win, it won't be because of him. When they lose, it'll be because of him. Wins are going to be in spite of him, and wins will be because yeah. of him until they win it all. And then guess what? Then he gets to stay there forever. I just remember Rich, and I've said this on the show months ago, when Peyton left the Cowboys yes. when Parcells was still there, there was the buzz around that he was going to be the guy to take over for Parcells. And, of course, he got the Saints job and he moved on to do everything that he did. So, I mean, I, I guarantee there's still a, a great fan, mm-hmm. a lot of Cowboy fans who are kind of hoping that that comes to fruition, and he does actually at some point get that job. There you go. However, our poll question is uh, 95-5, that uh, you think they're going to win one with McCarthy or not? Guys, it's 96.1, no. I think, is it 96.1, the, the station that Jerry Jones goes on? Or? <laughs> okay. It's Mr. Lonely Nights, Rich Eisen. <laughs> Very good. That is an overnight DJ name. Yeah, well, Mr. Lonely Nights, sure. whatever. We love you, buddy. <laughs> championship Sunday. One of my favorite parts about Championship Sunday is the Super Bowl matchup that we spend months prognosticating and predicting and trying to read into regular season results. We finally get it. 
And you know I'm into the storylines. I'm not the uh, all 22 X's and O's guy. I can, you know, talk it and I can get into it, but it's not my forte. My forte is storylines. And the storylines that get built from a Super Bowl matchup are just always rich and lush, and I like front-loading it. I like making you smarter so you know when the matchup hits, you can say to your friends, oh, this, that, and the other thing. Or I heard that first on the Rich Eisen Show. I need NFL Films music, Mr. Feller, to set it. the mood. Here are the four playoff uh, uh, results of the championship weekend, the four results of championship weekend that would yield your Super Bowl matchup, starting with the Bengals and the 49ers. Let's say this makes Super Bowl 56 on its marquee. That means the Bengals will have made the Super Bowl for the third time, and for the third time, the team that they see is the San Francisco 49ers. These two teams faced one another in Super Bowl 16 in Detroit and then Super Bowl 23 in Miami, way back when it was Joe Robbie and way back when NFL Films captured Joe Montana before the game-winning drive, spotting John Candy in the crowd, and he made sure that everybody in the, in the huddle saw that it was John Candy in the crowd, and Joe Cool won that game. And now here comes Joe Burrow, whose nickname in many people's minds is Joe Cool going to try and make sure the 49ers don't get another championship two of them in the case at their um at their expense and guess what joe burrow and neither joe burrow or anybody on the team you know may have been alive when this happened but this is the sort of stuff that we'll be talking about jimmy g versus joe burrow and obviously some of the best offensive players together now there's another matchup how about the 49ers and the chiefs speaking of rematches and having seen each other before in miami Two years ago, in what used to be called Joe Robbie, now called Hard Rock. There were other uh, times there was called many other stadiums in between. But no, nonetheless, right away, we'd see this matchup once again. Kansas City, and San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Niners, as we all know, and that game were up in the fourth quarter until that uh, play where Mahomes goes up top to Tyreek Hill and it changed the tenor of everything. And even after the Niners lost the lead, even after the Niners could not, um, you know, keep the Chiefs off the board, they, Jimmy G had a chance to find Emmanuel Sanders. And I'm sure that will be a, a, a subject that gets talked about quite a bit. But in either of those cases, the 49ers being back in the Super Bowl just this year alone, based on their entire journey from the beginning of the season to now based on them making their big draft day trade or d big draft trade prior to draft day choosing Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo taking him back to the Super Bowl anyway Mahomes being back anyway that would be pretty big unless of course the Rams make it then you've got the Rams and the Bengals let's say the Rams and Bengals make it <laughs> this would be the first matchup of first overall drafted quarterbacks in the Super Bowl since Peyton Manning versus Cam Newton in Super Bowl 50 and guess what with Terry Bradshaw and Jim Plunkett, both Mannings and Aikman and Elway being the only number one overall drafted quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl, and Cam and Bledsoe and Jared Goff being the only other ones to have made a Super Bowl, this would be the only the second matchup ever. And it would be wow. one quarterback being two years removed from his draft and the other one 13 years removed from his draft. In the home of the Rams. And then there's the one that I'm assuming won our poll question. I'm going to get the results in a second about which matchup you'd like to see. Chiefs and Rams. Last time these two teams faced was, in fact, that big Monday night football game in the L.A. Coliseum. If you recall, that game was supposed to be played in Mexico, but conditions down on that field in Mexico forced them 
at the last minute to hold the game in the L.A. Coliseum. And it was the night that supposedly broke defenses forever in the NFL. 105 total points. First game in the history of the NFL where both teams scored more than 50. 1,001 total yards. 14 touchdowns. 11 offense, 3 on defense. 54-51 final. Jared Goff and the Rams with Todd Gurley beating Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Mahomes with 400. 78 yards of passing on that night, six touchdowns, three interceptions, two of which came on the last two possessions of the game. Tyreek Hill, 215 yards, two touchdowns. If this game happens and is anything close to that in Super Bowl 56, it would send ratings needles off the charts. That's the last time these two teams played one another. And obviously... You know, the whole idea that the front seven of the Bucks made the Chiefs rearrange their offensive line. Here comes Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and so on and so forth against the revamped offensive line. That would be an incredible Super Bowl matchup as well. And those are your previews of what may be. And am I right about our poll question? Which Super Bowl matchup would you most like to see? Which... Uh... What are the final results here? Yeah, the, the final final results, Rich. Uh, Rams, Chiefs, uh, clock in at forty eight percent. Chiefs forty Chiefs forty nine ers nineteen percent, seventeen percent. Bengals, Rams, and Bengals forty nine ers sixteen percent. Bengals forty nine ers just sixteen percent. I guess what the, we've seen it before: Boomer versus Joe, Ken Anderson versus Joe. Now it'll be Joe versus Jimmy. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I need to go now because the NFL game day morning pregame show started three seconds ago. <laughs> You're late again? Six hours, 1,000 people. <laughs> but who's in the middle of all those people, Rich? Shouldering them all out, including Calais Campbell. That would be me. Wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Good luck. Starts at 9 a.m. Eastern, takes you all the way up to kickoff of the AFC championship <laughs> game. That's how I'm rolling on NFL Network. I'm going to interview George Kittle moments from now, actually, hey. for that show. Right. So we will see you there, uh, or at least that's the royal we. All of us will see you on Monday. <laughs> this is the Rich Eisen Show. show.